Sunday, 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 Welcome everybody to the Politics, Politics, Politics Extra for Monday, March 20th, 2023. Your old pal Justin Robert Young joining you from Austin, Texas. And some of you may be a little surprised. You don't normally see a PX3 Extra in your feed because you are not subscribed to our Patreon. However, we are going to do something a little bit different today because there's some fast breaking news, news that is probably not going to be the same on either Tuesday night or Wednesday when we would normally do our free feed because the former president of the United States, Donald John Trump, has said on his social media network, Truth Social, that he will be indicted and arrested This Tuesday, obviously, this was the talk of the Sunday shows. We have comments from, among others, Donna Brazil, Maggie Haberman, Robert Costa, and Senators Mike Rounds and Elizabeth Warren on this subject. So the way that this episode normally works is we have three topics that were talked about on the Sunday shows. And and indeed, for patrons, we will. The first segment will be out to everybody. So you guys will at least hear my POV on that, mostly because I think that this version of the story is not going to last very long. It is going to age like McDonald's fries. So I'd rather get it out there and uh, assuming that the patrons will be okay. And obviously you guys are still going to get exclusive stuff. And if for whatever reason you listen to the first segment, you're like, oh, damn, this is what Patrons get every single Monday, then you can head on over to the Patreon and subscribe. It's a win, win, win for everyone. In fact, let's sweeten the pot a little bit because this is a bonus clip from Mike Pence being asked directly on ABC's This Week if he's running for president. So let's turn to the next election. You're here in Iowa. Are you running for president? Well, we're giving serious consideration to it, John, and uh, we're getting a lot of encouragement, uh, not only here in Iowa, but... uh, all across the country. We're giving prayerful consideration to what role we might play, but I, I think now is a time for, uh, for all of us that care about this country to consider our part, to play a part, and to make sure that we elect leadership at every level uh, that'll turn this country around in 2024 and beyond. He's running. That's not a question. The question is how some of these other GOP candidates that are in this primary with Donald Trump, react to whatever's going to happen over the next week with the indictments. All that, plus conversation about increased fallout from the Federal Reserve, comments from Elizabeth Warren on uh, her campaign against the Fed as they look to raise interest rates again this week, and TikTok, their CEO, will be in front of Congress. Will that social media platform get banned? Some breaking news on that as well. 
But first. All right. So the way I see this, based on what happened on Saturday morning, is three questions. And we're going to do our best to separate them into three questions because we're doing this thing again and it happens so often with Trump where you start to have a conversation on one question and then people answer it with answers from the other question and I don't think that's helpful. So let's 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 go ahead and separate our food a little bit. First, and this is probably the most pressing news question that we have to ask. Will Donald Trump get get indicted by the New York District Attorney for hush money payments to Stormy Daniels? And if so, when? All right, there's our first question. Our second question, what are the political implications for a Trump indictment in this GOP primary? And then the second side of that is what about the general? And then the third one, In his truth, which is his version of a tweet, did Donald Trump call for violence like on January 6th? To me, three very specific questions that do need to be addressed separately. I'm not saying one is more important than the other. I'm saying that we should separate them so we can have a better understanding of this story. Let's go to the first one. Will Donald Trump get indicted? And if so, when? This is CBS's This Week's Robert Costa on the logistics of how something like that would happen. Tell me about what's being planned. Um, I mean, this is unprecedented territory. Bringing in a former president for potential indictment. I mean, how does this work? What's so surprising in the reporting is that there's not much planning going on, at least between the Trump camp and the Manhattan district attorney. People close to the former president say there are real gaps, tensions between the DA and the Trump team about how this could unfold, whether there would be a perp walk or cameras or the former president walking in, whether he would have a private entrance or not. What we do know is that the Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg, has informed his own colleagues that he will do everything he can to keep then them safe, knowing the former president has called for protests. There's a lot of unease inside the Manhattan DA's office at this time. Whenever there is an indictment, should it come, it would be coordinated by NYPD and Secret Service and other local authorities. CBS News has learned there are some conversations among those entities at this moment. So this is something that has come up a lot as the news media has kind of scrambled to play catch up on this story. Because Donald Trump and his team have said that it was leaked media reports, leaked media reports that have led that led Donald Trump to to put out his social media message. We have not seen a lot of leaks from the media that are published. That does not mean that they were not reached out. They being the Trump team were not reached out for comment. That's not to say that they haven't heard scuttlebutt amongst reporters on background or any other, you know, millions of ways in which a a story, if you know people, can get out. There is a whisper network, so that would not be shocking. But there is no published stuff that we can see. Now, if anything, what we have seen is 
the opposite. We have seen that there are leaks to the press from what we presume to be the Manhattan District Attorney's Office saying that they still have witnesses to interview. Is that a smokescreen because there are sensitive negotiations happening between the district attorney's office and the secret service? We will find out. If anybody knows, it's probably Maggie Haberman. She has lived inside Trump's pocket for many, many years. Here she is on CNN discussing not only the logistics, but also Donald Trump's opinion about these things. Senior political correspondent for The New York Times, Maggie Haberman, who has been awarded a Pulitzer Prize for her coverage of the former president. Maggie, um, behind the scenes, what can you tell us about how Trump is handling this situation? Look, Jake, he's very anxious about the prospect of being indicted for for a couple of reasons. Yes, two things can be true at once. Uh, He is aware that there are reasons to believe this could help him politically. We have heard a lot about this this morning already. But he does not want to face getting arrested, which is what happens when you get indicted. You get fingerprinted. You get brought in. You have to ask for bail. None of that is something that he is excited about. So he and his folks, his his political folks, are preparing for a huge blitz politically to push back on the Manhattan District Attorney. You saw that start yesterday, although I don't think that his Truth Social post yesterday morning calling for protests was part of, uh, part of a grand plan. He did it, and a bunch of his aides were surprised by it. But I do think that that is separate from what you're going to see legally. And while I know that his folks are suggesting this is a weak case, they don't actually know what the evidence is. What it is is trivial compared to the other inquiries. That doesn't mean there won't be a conviction, and they have to be mindful of that. Trump called on his supporters, as you noted, to to protest and, quote, take our nation back uh, on that truth social post. Obviously, the last time uh, Donald Trump called for his supporters to rally, it resulted in an insurrection at the Capitol. Does he have any concern about violence? No, this is not something that, you know, he expresses enormous concern about to anyone. That doesn't mean people around him are not concerned about what he's saying about protest. And they are, because as you know well, he is still under investigation. One of these inquiries by the Justice Department is about the events leading up to January 6th and his efforts to stay in power. And there have been lots of people, hundreds, arrested in connection with that attack on the Capitol. So this is not something he voices a whole lot of concern about, but it is absolutely something folks in his world are mindful of, that this is going to keep coming up, especially as he pushes this. And and this is having an effect of rallying Republicans around him. I mean, you have Speaker McCarthy calling it an outrageous abuse of power. That's that's not that surprising. He's he's always been very supportive of Donald Trump. But even would-be rival Mike Pence says he's taken aback and he says it reeks of political prosecution. We heard Governor Sununu today uh, suggesting that he didn't think this was this rose to the magnitude of of such an unprecedented action. Um, We still have not heard, however, from Nikki Haley or from Ron DeSantis. What do you think is the political calculus there? I think that Ron DeSantis is going to try to avoid weighing in on this as long as possible, and he will then decide whether as long as possible has been met. You saw yesterday on Twitter one of Trump's advisors, Jason Miller, highlighting that DeSantis has not said anything yet. DeSantis is obviously the governor of the state where Trump lives, and, you know, should Trump decide he's not going to surrender, should that not happen, 
peacefully if he is indicted and, you know, expected to be charged, then DeSantis would have to make some decisions. And so this gets very complicated. Trump's own folks are aware, and I this came up last week repeatedly as I was reporting this out, they believed that if Trump was to be charged, this could put his rivals in a bind, especially Ron DeSantis, because they are going to be called upon to speak out against it. And as you just noted, the pressure is already building. So Trump says he's committed to staying in the 2024 race, even if he is indicted. Um, that sounds completely characteristic, but is it realistic? I don't think it's unrealistic, depending on what else happens, Jake. If it is just this case, then I think it isn't unrealistic that he stays in, although we have no idea exactly when a trial would be. Would it even be this year? Would it stretch into next year? The point, I think, is that we are talking about potentially multiple indictments. We are talking about an indictment in Georgia possibly happening in the coming months. We are talking about indictments from the federal government happening in the coming months. That becomes a lot of freight to carry in a presidential race. And you can start to you know, see a world where Republicans might say, on this one case in Manhattan, we feel it's, you know, it's trivial. But these other cases, this drip drip, it's just constant drama and let's move on. We'll see. Yeah, the other charges, as you know, are much more serious than this one. Maggie Haberman, always good to see you. Thank you so much. All right, so even Maggie there is giving us a little bit of the bleed over about political implications. So let's get to that. If Donald Trump is indicted, does that make him a stronger candidate or a weaker candidate? Does it make him more powerful against Ron DeSantis or anybody else that would look to overtake him? Or does it make him less powerful. This weekend, Vivek Ramaswamy, the kind of Andrew Yang lane of this particular primary, somebody without previous political experience who is coming at this as a financial outsider. He was very specific, saying that he called upon each and every one of his fellow GOP primary candidates to very forcefully denounce the Manhattan district attorney because the indictment of President Trump, specifically on the charges that they would indict him on, are, you know, specious. In fact, he gave a deadline. It was like 9 o'clock on on Sunday morning for every candidate, both declared and undeclared, by the way, because you have to include Ron DeSantis, that you need to say forcefully that the Manhattan district attorney has overstepped his bounds. Let's go back to CBS's Face the Nation. Robert Costa on the pressure for GOP candidates to support Trump. This is also obviously a huge political story. Um, Senator Lindsey Graham said yesterday the prosecutor in New York, quote, has done more to help Donald Trump get elected president than any single person in America today. Is that how the Trump camp sees it? Well, Senator Graham is a longtime advisor and friend of former President Trump, and the Trump wing of the Republican Party sees this as a very similar moment to what happened when the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago, that this is going to create a lot of momentum for the president, the former president in the 2024 race. And what you saw over the weekend right now is a lot of calls for Republicans to speak out in defense of Trump, to come out and say, He's we're with him. The DA's out of line. There's been pressure on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to speak up more loudly about what is happening to Trump. Some DeSantis allies say they want to have him stay in his own lane. You see former Vice President Mike Pence. He is speaking up. 
calling any possible indictment politically charged, but he's not trying to weigh in too much on the specifics of the case. That's the balancing act you see from so many Republicans right now. Show anger towards the DA, but don't necessarily rally too much around Trump's side. Right, and the Trump campaign has been issuing press releases, raising money off of this, and, and trying to call out those who haven't spoken yet in the former president's defense. And then let's go to ABC's This Week. This is Donna Brazil. Now, Donna Brazil, regardless of what you think about her, and look, she is a dyed-in-the-wool Democratic operative. She has made her career in that field. There is no doubt that she is going to carry the exact amount of water that Democratic talking points prescribe. That being said, she is a very keen political mind, and I do think that she is dead right here. This is Donna Brazil on Trump's handling of the indictment. The If he is going to deal with this, he's got a playbook for how he does it, and we just saw it. Is there it any in concern, action. though, about the, uh, that this is the case? You have a democratically elected Manhattan DA uh, prosecuting him over hush payments to a porn star. I mean, uh, this wouldn't be the one, this wouldn't be the case Donna Brazil. Uh, would, would, would <laughs> oh, Stephanie Clifford is her actual name. She's a native of Louisiana. She lived in Louisiana. Of course she is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, but let me just say this. Donald Trump was being provocative. Uh, Donald Trump was uh, selling or advertising his next rally. Donald Trump was once in again... In Waco, Texas, And Waco, Texas, a week, uh, a week from yesterday, yeah. uh, next Saturday... Donald Trump understands how to play this game. He he believes that if he can get out in front of a story, no matter what the story is, and he can set the terms, then this is all about Donald Trump. Everything that happens in Donald Trump's mind and world is about him, his, his need for recognition and resources. The next tweet, if you're doing poorly, as so many of you are, and, you know, I'm trying to act like Trump. It's truth. You're, you're, you're quoting Donald Trump. Do not Trump send here. anything. Yeah. If you're doing well, which was made possible by the Trump administration, notice he drops pence all the time. He said, then send your donation. This is about Donald Trump. No one Raising is above money off no this. one is above the law. The, the the last thing we want to see is a sequel to January 6th. We don't want any harm. I mean, people can protest peacefully, as the former vice president said, but to incite another mob, no. Now <sighs> When the FBI raid happened, I found that to be something that would bolster Donald Trump as a martyr to those who would otherwise believe that he might not be. Because this is something that the kind of doom saying that Trump is often guilty of is indeed true and legitimate. Look, the federal government is coming after me for something as trivial as documents on what documents I'm allowed to have and what documents I'm not allowed to have. And I think we've seen, in my opinion, that the FBI put themselves in a box because now they've had to raid a bunch of people. So it, it does show that there was a very, very, very casual level of handling that presidents and vice presidents of, of almost every modern stripe have fallen afoul of. So Trump gets the distinction of being the first. With this, A, look, politically, I think that the hush money payment 
to Stormy Daniels is not something that most Americans or most voters find to be something that is particularly worthwhile to break the seal on indicting a president on. I think that if you were to remove names and remove parties and you were simply to ask, what do you believe should be the first charge that would indict a former president and current candidate for president? I think something other than exactly who paid what to who when it came to killing a embarrassing story. That being said, the problem in my mind for Trump is that this is just another thing. It's just another thing. It's always a thing. And if you're Ron DeSantis and your entire MO is great taste, less filling when it comes to Trump, all of the, 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 the elements of fighting for the working man and populism and MAGA and America first, you get all of it. What you don't get is the stuff you didn't like, the drama. And this is more drama. I don't tend to believe that this stuff specifically adds to Trump's electability. Nor do I particularly think that he is the kind of guy that other candidates want to rally around. Look, Vivek Ramaswamy, or whatever you might think of him, is new to the game. So if Donald Trump gets indicted, I think you will see every GOP primary candidate decry the Soros-funded district attorney, yada, yada, yada. But right now, on faith, I don't think so. And as far as the general goes, I think that it is exactly the kind of stuff that makes Democrats want to run against Trump. And so we get to our final question. Did Trump's truths call for violence? So before we go into the commentary, let's read these truths specifically. This we, these were sent yesterday from the real Donald Trump truth account, which... I just realized now that Donald Trump invented his own social media network and still had to stick with his real Donald Trump handle as if there would be other Donald Trumps on truth social that he would have to distinguish himself from. Anyway. All right, here we go. Here's the first tweet. It came in two parts. It's time for exclamation, sorry, three exclamation points. We are a nation in steep decline, being led into World War III by a crooked politician who doesn't even know he's alive, but who is surrounded by evil and sinister people who, based on their actions on defunding the police, destroying our military, open borders, no voter ID, inflation, raising taxes, and much more, can only hate our now-failing USA. We just can't allow this anymore. They're killing our nation as we sit back and watch. We must save America. Protest, protest, protest. That's the first truth. All of it is in caps. Part two. Sorry, page two. He says page two, colon. Now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate that with no crime 
being able to be proven and based on old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors' fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protest, take our nation back. He then went on here. So there was another, that, that was the one that, that really mattered. And we'll get to the, the keywords, but let's, let's read the context because we are, we're fans of context here. Our nation is now a third world and dying. The American dream is dead. The radical left anarchists have stolen our presidential election and with it, the heart of our country. American patriots are being arrested and held in captivity like animals, while criminals and leftist thugs are allowed to roam the streets, killing and burning with no retribution. Millions are flooding through our open borders, many from prisons and mental institutions. Crime and inflation are destroying our very way of life. Biden, that was the third one. Here's the fourth. Biden wants to pretend he has nothing to do with the Manhattan DA's assault on democracy when, in fact, he has stuffed the DA's office with the Department of Injustice people, including one of the top DOG operatives from DOC who is, uh, who is secretly running the Horseface Witch Hunt. Horseface is a, a nickname that he has for Stormy Daniels. Bragg is a Soros racist in reverse who was taking his orders from D.C. I beat them twice, doing much better the second time, and despite their disinformation campaign, they don't want to run against Trump or my great record. Uh, he has spent today going on and on about Alvin Bragg. But let, let's go back to the truth that people have talked about and we're going to play clips about right now. Number one, did Donald Trump call for violence? In my opinion, no. But in my opinion, he didn't call for violence on January 6th. January 6th, much like many of the riots that happened throughout the pandemic, was the result of a percentage of people that took on an infrastructure that was improperly defended. That happened a lot throughout the, the the last few years. I don't believe that Donald Trump called for it any more than anybody who called to support for the Black Lives Matter protests called for violence. Now, did violence happen during those? Yes. I mean, it, it's one thing that I have known about protests since I have covered them when I was in college is that there's an element of almost every protest for which wants violence. Will there be violence on Tuesday? I have no way of knowing. I have no way of knowing. But I do know that unless you explicitly say, we need to bring violence to the streets so we can keep our country, then you're not saying, I want to bring violence to the streets. You can say it's a dog whistle. That's fine. But we do have freedom of speech. And to me, I'm going to be a stickler on this one. If he just says protests, he's not saying violence. Let's get to some of the other voices here. This is from Meet the Press. South Dakota Senator Mike Rapps. To begin with, let me make it clear. There's a difference between the former president and what he did on January 6th as the president of the United States and his call for support at the Capitol versus a, uh, an individual person today mm -hmm. uh, asking people to show up to protest if he is indicted and recognizing that I'm assuming 
that you're talking about the possibility of an indictment which has not yet we have no idea happened right? and second of all we don't know what the indictments would be so we're, we're kind of getting into some grounds in which we're making some assumptions that we don't have a whole well, lot he made the assumption it might that, be better to ask those same questions no, later on i understand that are you at all concerned though that this only adds to distrust you know it's it sort of almost he's fomenting the distrust yeah look i i don't know if he's fomenting distrust or not but clearly uh, we don't know whether or not this is actually going to happen. We don't know whether or not there's actually going to be an indictment. Clearly, he's following some leaks, apparently, that are coming out of a DA's office that should not happen. But most certainly, you don't want to have any threats towards the implementation or the attempt to implement justice. And that's something that you always have to take seriously, whether it's from an individual person yeah. or a former president of the United States. I'm just curious, have you ever uh, had second thoughts about your decision not to vote to convict after January 6th with former President Trump? <laughs> it's very clear in the Constitution and the way that the founding fathers had laid that out that you were looking at, uh, at whether or not an individual was the president of the United States or was just an individual. At the time of that trial, uh, Mr. Trump at that time was an individual. He was not the President of the United States. Founding Fathers clearly did not want indictments to start on former presidents. They didn't want that to happen. They saw it going on in England at the time. And most certainly they don't want and they, don't, they didn't feel that it was appropriate to go back in and find former well, you could have barred, of the United you could have barred States him and, from ever, and impeach them. You could have barred him from ever running for office again. That was the point of that exercise. Actually, the idea behind an impeachment is to take away the shield of office. Yeah. That's all it does. After okay. that, other things can occur. But, but, and right now, the shield of office is gone, and now it's up to the courts. And then on ABC's This Week, this is Senator Elizabeth Warren on Trump possibly fomenting violence. We we're just about out of time, but I got to ask you about these comments from Donald Trump uh, calling for protests saying he's about to be arrested. Are you, are you concerned about the possibility of violence? Look, violence is never the right answer, and I always worry about it. But this is another case of Donald Trump just trying to advance the interests of Donald Trump, not of the rest of the nation. Let's be clear about what's going on here. No one is above the law not even the former president of the United States. And if there has been an investigation, and that investigation should be allowed to go forward appropriately, if it's time to bring indictments, then they'll bring indictments. That's how our legal system works. Protests are just, there's no reason to protest this. This is the law operating as it should, without fear or favor for anyone. So there we go. Um, final thoughts on this. Do I believe that Donald Trump will be indicted in New York City this week? I'm going to say yes. I don't know. I have no reason to, 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 to say yes, but it's been very interesting to see this. I mean, and maybe I'm falling for the okie doke too. Maybe I'm falling for, for, the, for, the, for the banana in the tailpipe and Donald Trump just wants everybody to talk about him and this is a surefire way to get Donald Trump to be the center of attention. But maybe it's just the way some of the like off the record sources are being 
quoted that just gives me the sense that there is there is something big underneath the waves. I just have a gunt, a, a gunt, a, a, a gut hunch that there is something underneath the shoreline, and we are about to see it. Godzilla is is possibly going to rise from the waves. If so, obviously we're going to have a lot to talk about. We are going to talk about this on our either Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday show, depending on whatever news breaks uh, earlier this week, but it'll be about campaign finance stuff, and we will look back into history and and see what kind of perspectives we can pull uh, for a charge like this. We will refresh our memories on the Stormy Daniels case to begin with. And uh, yeah, there's that. Okay, so if you are not a patron, this is where this version of the podcast ends. If you want to hear about TikTok and you want to hear about uh, uh, the the Elizabeth Warren's crusade to uh, 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 you know punish Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell, well then uh, then go ahead become a patron. You can listen to it immediately. For patrons, see you in a second.